Kuf Beis, Amud Beis on the second wide line, Tan Rabban on the war brings a Brysa that goes for just over a line, I box it off. By the way, this Brysa is going to be very difficult to understand as it's uh, printed. We'll, we'll do a whole uh, slew of, uh, of uh, doctoring it up. So, so you have obviously a person who's purchasing a field, um, paying money for it, and he's doing it, I guess, for his friend. We don't force uh, him, I guess, the seller to sell, which is maybe to sell again or maybe possibly to write up another document. However, if he had said to him at the beginning, in other words, he like informed him, that is, informed the Mocher of what was going on, then we will force him to uh, write it up. There's a lot of pronouns over here. Ask the Gemara, what? Is going on over here. So Amr of Sheshus, I circled Rav Sheshus, I called him number one, and on the bottom line in the middle is Abaye, I circled him, called him a number two. So Rav Sheshus takes a stab at it. Amr of Sheshus, Hachi Kamar, this is the way to understand the Brisa, and the um, almost uh, line and maybe a little bit more line and a half. I put right angles in, this is the way to understand it. Here's what's going on. Holy Sadami Chavere. You have um, Al purchasing a field from Bob, beshame the Reish Kalusa. And apparently Al is buying it for the Exilarch. Okay. Ein kaifin oisai. Now, we will not force him. Who's the him? The him is actually the Reish Kalusa. Limkor, we're not going to force the Reish Kalusa to um, write out a document because really Al is paying with Al's money. He's just, for various reasons, we'll see why he's saying that he's doing it for the Reish Kalusa. We, we don't force the Reish Kalusa to write up another um, document that it's actually Al's uh, field. V'im Amar, but if he, the purchaser, Al, had said, Al-Minas, oh, by the way, I'm purchasing this um, on the condition, uh, apparently, that it's actually his, not the Reish Galusa's, then, Kaifinus Reish Galusa Limkor, we will um, force the Reish Galusa to, so to speak, write out the uh, document that it is not actually his, but it's actually Al's. Okay, that is the rereading. Amar Mar. So we uh, analyze this now, and we're, we're a little bit troubled. <coughs> Here's a almost one line rereading. Halakher Sada. Apparently, it's Beshame the Reish Galusa. Ein Kaifin, I say Reish Galusa Limkor. We do not um, force the Reish Galusa to sell it. Okay, Michlal de Mikna Kanya Le. Well, it sounds like then it, it was uh, acquired to him. If we don't force him to sell it, it was acquired to him. Well, then, Lema Pliga, should we say this is in contradistinction to, this is not like the B'nai Ma'arava. Da'amri, the B'nai Ma'arava, here's a corresponding arrow. We have about uh, about 15 lines from the top. The first line is V'chi. This is the uh, B'nai Ma'arava, the Machwala Ma'arava. So should we say that this is not like the B'nai Ma'arava? Why? What did they say before? Da'amri, Remember, in that case, it's like, who, who told the guy who has the wheat that his um, wheat is going to go to the Balabayas? The Balabayas wasn't even in there. Should we say this disagrees with that? Well, uh, no. If that is the issue you're raising, like Hasha, there's no difficulty. Why? What's going on in our case? Um, here, he let the field owner know and he also let witnesses know that this is the actual um, transaction that's taking place. The problem with that is, if you keep reading in the price we started today's shear with, on the second and third 
of the wide lines. Here's a quote. Seven words. We had said, if Almanas, that was the condition that was stated by the buyer when he was buying it, supposedly for the Reish Galusa, he was buying it for himself, then and how do we read this in? We force the Reish Galusa to sell it. Now, how can we force Reish Galusa to sell it back to him? Am I, why should that be? Lema Reish Galusa, let the Reish Galusa say, like, lo yakraichu ba'ina, I don't need your honor, velo zilusaichu ba'ina, and I don't need your uh, degradation. I, like, I don't need you to give me something for free uh, that you made me like, you know, the Mr. Important to uh, scare off any potential other buyers or any potential other lien holders. And I also don't need the fact that you were mizalzal me, you degraded me, that you're basically uh, turning me into like a, you know, one of these hawker mocker middleman uh, field sellers. Ella? So we have to come on to a new understanding. Ella Amar we squiggle it on the Ella, circle the buy-in, call it number two. Hachi Kamar, this is the way to understand the price we started today's year with. Um, I put right angles in, and this actually goes till the third line on Kofkim Aleph, the first word. Here's the understanding. Halakeach Sada B'Shem Chaveroi, that's what we said. Who is the Chaveroi? In other words, it's the Reish Galusa. Ein Kaifin. Now, who are we not going to force? Ein Kaifin Es HaMoicher Limkor Zimin Achrina. I squiggle and line that that we do not force the seller, essentially, to write out another star for him. So he comes, he says he's buying it for, like, Donald Trump. Uh, we don't force the um, seller to write out a, a new star that is actually buying it for Shmuel, he's actually selling it to Shmuel Horowitz. The Im Amarloi, however, if the uh, uh, understanding was, at the time of the original deal, Almanas, that is on the condition then, we will force the seller, Limkor, to write out a new document. Okay, that is the way Abai suggests that we understand the Brisa. Amar so let's analyze that now. Here's a line and a half, right angles. Um, I go in, I'm purchasing a field uh, for Chaveroi. We don't uh, force the uh, seller, Limkor's Minachrina, to sell another time, in other words, to write out another star. Well, Pshita, uh, of, of course not. Why would you think that you would be able to enforce a second? He wrote out a star. He, he did what he was supposed to do. Well, here's why. Baudetemi might have thought to say, Matsi Amarle, that the purchaser can say to the seller as follows, Yadis da'ana l'nafshai Listen, Mr. Seller, you know that, as much as I like Trump, I, I don't really know Trump. I was really buying it for myself. And really, Rashi says that Penachia is like Hatzal in his command. I basically, I don't know if Trump's a good example over here, but I, I'm buying it for Al Capone, right? Because I, I wanted to get some protection to scare off other people so they wouldn't come and, and try to also get it. Um, and I also paid you good money. I paid you, I don't know, let's call it $100,000. I wasn't just like throwing $100,000 away. I literally, money for free, I wasn't throwing away. Like, clearly, when I was doing that, I was doing it with the understanding that you would write out for me a a second document. That's what you might have thought would be the claim that the buyer can make. Kama, Kamash Milan, the Kiddush is, that the seller of this land can say back, well, in Yana, Avdi lach bahadiyahu In Yana, which um, Rashi says is like a, a stipulation or a tenai of some sort, um, you worked out avdi lach bahadiyahu dezavnes le Basically, 
listen, buddy, you go to the guy whose name you put the field in and have him write you out a star. What are you coming to me for? Go to that guy. Okay. We quote then the second part of the Tanaic source, uh, right angles for a word in a line, or a word, yeah, a word in a line. V'im Amar if he said to him Almanas, like that was specifically specified at the original uh, time of the the transaction, then Koifinas Amaychar Limkor. Literally, it means we force the seller to sell, or we force around another document. Well, pshita, like of course, if that was the condition, then like of course he has to. Well, lo, it's not so simple. Rather, the case is Tzricha Amar Lehula Sahadi. It's where the um, purchasee purchaser said to witnesses and this is in the presence of the seller but he didn't actually stipulate it directly with the seller he just says to witnesses in the presence of the seller in the presence of the I want you two fellows to uh, witness here that I really want another star now he never actually said that to the Meicher, and he didn't agree to it. He just said in the presence of witnesses, Maudetamia might have thought to say, Matsi Amar Lay, that the seller can say back to this guy, Well, I didn't realize you wanted another star from me. Amina Shtara Mihechtekashatlis Shme Ka Amris. I thought you guys were talking about when you made that declaration from the witnesses that you would get a, another document from the character from, from Donald Trump, whose name you're purchasing it in. Kamash Malan, the Chiddush is that, oh no, the Amarle, the Lokea, can see back to the Meicher. Um, no, why do you think I took the hassle of bringing two witnesses and making this declaration in your presence? That's why I went out of the way and I said, two witnesses, Kamach, in your presence, that it's basically from you that I'm going to make the request of the second star. Period. Rav Kahana, Yahiv Zuza Kisna. Rav Kahana once uh, gave money for some uh, flax, and the Havamina is that he did a Mashiach on the flax and he uh, left it with the uh, seller. Um, Lesaif, um, after a short period of time passed, Iker Kisna, the uh, value of flax increased. So if he paid $100 for, uh, I don't know, a bushel, it was then worth $200. Well, you know what the uh, guy who had the flax in his possession that he had sold to Rav Khanna did? Zavne Marvase de Kisna. The um, owner um, sold it for the higher amount, and it was, he understood that he would give Rav Khanna back that money, but more money. So if Rav Khanna paid $100, the and he apparently did a mashicha, and then this fellow sold it, and he's going to give uh, Rav Kahana, I don't know, two hundred dollars when he comes back. Now, there's an issue going on here. What what is the issue? Also, the comment to Rav, the case came to Rav. I guess Rav Kahana brought it to Rav and wanted to know Amarle Mayavid. So Rav Kahana says to Rav, like, well, what what should I do over here? Uh, the guy sold it, and he wants to give me uh, more money than I gave him. Azel Ishkil Zuzi question mark Should I go and take that money? Amarle said, Rav, well, it depends. E ki kazavni, if when you originally bought it, Amri, um, the deal was, hi, kisna dekanahu, that this is officially like uh, um, Rav Kahana's flax, then fine, zil shkoil, go and take it. Um, in other words, you paid $100 for flax, it was understood that it was your flax, and then it went up in value, and now it's worth $200, and the guy sold it for you, so go and, and take the $200. However, E-low, if not, low tishkel. 
Because if it wasn't like clear that the uh, flax was going to be yours, essentially you gave him $100 last week, and you'll be getting back $200 next week. That's basically a, a, a ribis issue. Okay, the Gemara asks now, about a four-line, five-line question, goes down to the first one line is Vitsanan. Come on. Like, who would this be like? Um, question mark, comma. Kibbenei Ma'arava? In other words, the Bnei Marava said, well, who let him know that it was for a third party? Bnei Marava Damri, they had said, who's like uh, making known to the Balchitin, like these uh, the outside buyers, these purchasers, that the, the cash should acquire the uh, wheat in that case for uh, like Rav Kahana. Now, what do you mean? Atu miyoiv Rav Kahana, Arba Veshokil Tamni? In this case, Rav Kahana paid four. And he took the flax, and he's not paying four and getting back eight. He was paying four for the flax, and the flax went up in value. Kisna, Memelu Daiker, went up automatically. Migzal Gazlua, Vitznan, and we have the mission says, Kol Gazlan and Mishalman, Kishas Hagazela, that what it was worth at the time it was stolen. Amri, so we answer, Hasam, no, what's going on over there is that, um, Amana Havoi. It wasn't actually that Rav Kahana made the uh, Meshicha on the flax. He merely gave the money and he had a good relationship. Like, uh, gave the money on good faith to the, uh, to the flax dealer. Veloi Mashche Rav Kahana Le Kisna. He never actually did a Meshicha on the Kisna. And when Rav gave the Psak that he did four or five lines ago, the Rav, who basically answered Rav Kahana from taking the money, because there was no Mashiach over here, that's Rav Latame, Dama Rav, that when it comes to uh, these, these transactions of like there'll be something in the future, three, four months down the road, and you'll get back more, that's okay as long as it's done with payros, Oisin Amana with payros. In other words, to get the payros, you pay now $1,000 and you'll get the payros in three months, even though the $1,000 of payros then is worth $1,500, that's fine. However, if what you're doing is paying $1,000 now and then you're going to get the money back in three months and you're going to get the money back, well, $1,000 now would have gotten you uh, 100 pounds of wheat and 100 pounds of wheat is worth $150 three months from now. You can't get back the money. You can get back the payros, but with because that looks too much like ribbons. The guy paid... Hundred dollars uh, in January, and he's getting back one hundred fifty dollars in April. Period. Says the mission. The mission is going to have uh, one, two, three, four cases. Here's the first. Guys, let's have Let's say I stole from Bob something worth at least a pruta. Vinish baloi, and then I swore to Bob, no, I don't have it. And then I admitted, well, actually, I do. Yoylichenu acharav. I have to uh, follow Bob whether he lives across the street or on the other side of the world, even all the way to Madi, which is uh, very far away. Kama, I would not be able to, not to Bob's son, not to Bob Shaliach, because who says he'll actually get to Bob? However, one thing I would be allowed to do is based and I could give it to the court or an emissary of the court, and they would take care of it. Um because it was basically a takana that the courts made to encourage people to return things that are uh, not really theirs. Kama. Uh, if the one who had it stolen from him died, then uh, the uh, return can be given to his, um, to his heirs. Slash. 
Another case. Let's say I stole something from Bob. Nelson Karen, I gave Bob back the principal, but since the case was that I had sworn that I didn't and then I admitted, so when you steal something from someone, uh, come to court and swear that you didn't steal anything, and then you admit that you did, you have to pay back the principal plus an additional homish one-fifth plus bring a carbon. So let's say I gave back the Karen, but I didn't. Or Bob said, you know what, Horowitz, you don't forget about it. Don't worry about it. But I'm not Michael on the additional homish fifth that you owe me. Or is Michael on everything, chutz with the exception of let's say, three and a half cents of the original Karen, me pachos, I double on the word pachos, less than the Shavu's worth of the Karen. In those cases, if I have to return what I have to return, I do not have to go all the way to wherever he is. However, slash, where essentially it basically still remains the entire Karen or a Shavaputa or more's worth of the Karen. No, I paid Bob his additional fifth, but I didn't give him the Karen. Or Bob said, you know what? Uh, forget about the Chomesh. But you still owe me the Karen. Or he says, Horowitz, you know what? You don't have to pay any of the Chomesh. And you don't have to pay most of the Karen, except for Shavaputa's a Karen. Let's say Shavaputa is, uh, I don't know, 37 cents. Except, for, except he says, except for, let's say, a dollar twenty-seven of the Karen. Then you would, I would have to go all the way wherever Bob is if I wanted to return it and do chuva. Slash. And here's the fourth section. Let's say Nelson Leos at Karen. I gave Bob the Karen. So what happened? I, I stole something from Bob, and then I swore that I didn't, and then I admitted. So I gave Bob the Karen, the principal. And then when Bob comes to collect the fifth, I say, but I already paid you that additional chomesh. And I'm even going to court and swear about it. And then I admit that actually I didn't pay the chomesh. So then the chomesh becomes like the new Karen, which itself has to have a chomesh paid on top of it. So if I stole something, let's say worth $100, and let's just call the Chomesh, me the bar, we'll call it, I don't know what, $25. So I paid the $100 to Bob, but I didn't pay the $25. And I swore that I paid the $25 Chomesh. And then I went to court, I swore that I paid it, and then I admit that I didn't, so I have to pay him 25 And then I have to pay another Chomesh on top of that, which would be, uh, let's see, twelve fifty, so uh, uh, six twenty-five, six thousand twenty-five cents. so I pay him the... Six dollars twenty-five cents, but then I don't, and then I swear that I paid that And this can go on and on until the Karen becomes so small that it itself is not worth a pruta. And the same applies but If there was a something that I deposited uh, with him, shenemar. Here's the whole pasuk; it's in entirety. It goes uh, two lines. Oh, bepikadon. Whether it's a deposit, oh, bitsumisyad or a loan, oh, begazel or something stolen, oh, oshikasamisa. He defrauded his uh, his co um, uh, nationalist. Uh, didn't pay him on time. Oh, matza veder or found something that was a lost item. Vechicheshban denied. Oh no, I didn't find anything. Venishbal sheker and swore falsely. So he has to pay back the item, the Karen, plus a Chomesh, plus an additional fifth, the Asham, and a Korban Asham in the base of Mikdash. Okay, that is the Mishnah. The Gemara is going to make a very simple diuk and then have a very long sugya coming off of that diuk. So the diuk is, the opening case, you had a person who stole something from Bob, who was worth, I don't know, $50, worth at least a Shavar Pruta, and then the Mishnah had in the context of, and then the thief swore that he didn't steal it or he didn't have it, and then he admitted. So apparently the case where this is going to be so, that I, the person who stole it has to travel like all the way to the other side of the world to return the item, Nishbaloy is when it was in the context of a shul was taken in, yes, 
comma, however, and I double underline these four words, lo nishbalo, if there was never a shvot taken, apparently lo, it would not be required of this person to, you know, travel to the ends of the earth to return it. Now, who, the mission didn't have a name associated with it, who would be the Tana who could fit into our Mishnah? Money, colon. Lorib Tarfin, Valorib Akiva. Apparently, neither of the two Tanaim that we're about to see, Disanya, in the following, might even be a Mishnah, um, following Tanaic source, which goes for four and a half lines and starts here. In this case, Gazlech and Michamisha, a person uh, stole something. It was like from one of these five guys. I don't know which one it was. I know from was one of them. Veino Yodea Meeza Mehen, and he doesn't know which one of them he uh, stole from. And apparently, this is whether he took a shvur that he didn't steal it or he didn't take a shvur that he didn't steal it. But bottom line, if he wants to uh, make amends, the the issue is here that each one of the five guys say, I see Gazel. Yeah, yeah, Horowitz stole it from me. And the second guy says, Horowitz stole it from me. Uh, so what does he do? Let's say the Gazel uh, that he stole, he takes the stolen item, sort of leaves it in the middle of all of them, umistalik, and then he can uh, go on his merry way. That's the end of Tarfa, and then I guess let those guys uh, fight over whose it is. Whereas Rabbi Akiva, who we boxed on Mer, Lozu Derech, Mutzi, also, Mi This is not the uh, good way to uh, remove himself from having done something wrong. In other words, he can't just put the item down and let the other people fight over it. If each one of this is claiming that it's theirs, then the Gazan has to pay each one of the five the full amount. That is the end of the snake source, and now we want to figure out who, um, now that we know she does Reb Tarfin and she does Rebbe Kiva, could our Mishnah be? Money, colon. E, Rebbe Tarfin, I squiggle and run the E, and underline Reb Tarfin, and a line and a half later we have another E, which I squiggle and underline Rebbe Kiva is underlined. So, E, Rebbe Tarfin, if you want to say Mishnah Rebbe Tarfin, now we had said very clearly our Mishnah is only where Shua was taken, but if there was no Shua, no, then Afal Gavdi Ishtava, even if a Shua was taken, Apparently, he doesn't have to travel all the way to Made, and others doesn't have to give to each one of the five. It's enough for him to and therefore it's very difficult to say that our mission would be Rav Tarfin. Akiva, if you want to say that our mission is Rav Akiva, well, what is Rav Akiva apparently saying? Afagav Ishtava. Even if he never took the Shvua, Amar, you have to pay each one of the five. But yet our Mishnah seems to indicate that if there was no Shvua, that it would not be need to be taken all the way to Madi or page one of the five. So who then would the author of our Mishnah be? The two opinions that we're familiar with that would possibly be the author would be Tarfin or Bikifa, neither of them seem to fit into our Mishnah. So the Gemara has a few approaches. Uh, approach number one starts here. I put a number one in the margin. Approach number two is going to be five lines from the bottom. I put a number two in the margin. And approach number three is the first line of Kuf Dalit Amud Aleph. I put a number three in the margin. The first approach the Gemara is going to take is uh, that the Mishnah, in other words, our Mishnah, is La'ilam Rabbi Akivahi. I underline La'ilam Rabbi Akivahi. And then Rashi points out that if we have a couple of Tanoim to try to squeeze into uh, Mishnah, we'll, like one of them is Rabbi Kiva, we prefer to say Rabbi Kiva because actually uh, most Tanaic material that we have comes from Rabbi Kiva or his uh, students. Okay, now, if you're going to say it's Rabbi Akiva, Vichikam or Rabbi Kiva, when Rabbi Kiva said in the uh, Brisa, now about six lines ago, that that each one of them has to receive a full um Payment in the context of like a shvur sheker. That's heichadi ishtava hu dekamar. That's specifically where the thief took a shvur that he didn't have it first, and then he admitted he did. 
Now, my time, what's the reason that he has to pay each one of the people who are claiming that it was stolen from them? Well, Damar Kra, it's because the Pasuk says that you have to make a full-fledged 100% valid return, and since we don't know who it has to go to, he has to pay each and every one of the people who claim it was stolen from them. Like the Pasuk says, La'asher who loy to the one who has it, Yitnenu, it has to be returned on the day that he he admits that he's uh, uh, guilty. That's the end of the Tanaic source, and that's the difference. Rabbi Tarfin, question mark, what would Rabbi Tarfin say to that? Well, Rabbi Tarfin would say, even though the guy swore falsely, Afagavdi Ishtava, still, of Rabbana Takana, the Rabbana made a Takana that we're not going to make him pay each and every one of these people. We want the payment to be made, so we would prefer one payment to be made than no payments to be made. Uh, comma connector to Sunday, like we see in the following three and a half line Brisa, which starts here. Uh, it was actually a significant takana that the rabbis instituted um, and in this case it's another situation where if it like it costs more to get the item back to the actual owner of the item because he's like far away now that you actually don't spend all that money to get there if the expenses are going to be more than the actual value of the item Mishal and Karen Vachemish to based in, so you go to the local court, you pay whatever the principal is, plus the additional fifth. And then, I guess next time you're in Yerushalayim, you bring your Karban Asham because of the Shvua Sheka that you had taken earlier that you had no idea what anyone was talking about. And that's how you get your Kapara. That's the end of the snake source. Rabbi Akiva, well, what does Rabbi Akiva do with this uh, Takana? I mean, this Takana sounds like you wouldn't have to uh, pay each one of the five or travel all the way to Madai. So Rabbi Akiva explains, or the Gemara explains, Ki avud Rabbanan Takanta, when did the Rabbanan make this Takana? That's where the thief knew who he stole it from, where it's possible to give the money back to the person whose it is, because we know whose it is. However, Aval, Gazal Echad Michamisha, where the thief stole it from one of five people, and we have no idea, Delo Yadolamangazi doesn't know who he stole it from, Delo Hadramamamamare, where he gives the money back, even if he gives the basin, there's no way to know whose it is, because five people claiming it. There, Rabbi Kiva would tell you, Love at Rabbanan Takanta. The Rabbana never made their Takana. Masiv Rav Huna Bar Yehuda. I put a triangle in this Masav and put a triangle with number one in the margin. On the third wide line, near the end of that line, is a Masav. I put a triangle on that Masav and put a number two in the margin. And essentially, this is um, a long question on the approach that it's Rabbi Akiva. The, I put a long question marking starting from this line with the first triangled Masav down to uh, five lines from the bottom. First one line is Demi'ikara. Here's the question. And it's basically Rav Huna asks, and also um, Rava. Masa Rav Huna Bar Yehuda, the following Tanaic source. The following Tanaic source goes for about seven, eight lines till the second wide line, almost till the end. Amr of Shemin, Allah, I circled his name. Shemel Azra comes to qualify where it is that Reb Tarfin and Reb Kiva have this machlokus. Lo nechleku Reb Tarfin and Reb Kiva. They're not arguing in a case of al-shelakach, I double underline lakach, where you have a person who purchased an item, uh, echad, from Chamisha, from one of five people, he just doesn't remember who it is, and they're all claiming it was from them. The 88 day amazing luck, he can't remember for the life of him which one he purchased it from, and again, they're all claiming, you know, uh, man one, man two, man three, man four, man five, they're all claiming that he purchased it from uh, uh, that, uh, from each one of them, that he can take, let's say it's a hundred dollar item, Sheminiach to May Mecca, he could take the hundred dollar bill, Beneyam, Umistalik, and sort of put it in between them and leave, and uh, that's uh, okay. Alman Nechleku, where is the Machlokas? 
Shegazel, I double on the Gazel. It's not where he got the item like legally and rightfully. He, he stole the item. Shegazel echad michamisha bnei adam ve'eno yodei. And I underline the eno yodei doesn't know me'ezimehen Gazel. That's where the machlokus is. Shrebi Tarfin, who I boxed, I merit me'niach to make zele bnei'en umistalik. Even there, Reb Tarfin says it's uh, good enough. Take the hundred dollars, leave it in the middle of all of them, and and he can go and let them fight about it. For Rabbi Akiva, who he boxed, I merit. Oh no, 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 there's no solution here for Mr. Thief. Until he pays the um, uh, thing that he stole, or the equivalent uh, value of it, to each and every one of them. That's the end of the Tanaic source. If you want to say that the case is the Ishtava, where he swore falsely, which is what Bikiva is saying the case is, where he swore falsely, Mali lakach, mali gaza. What difference does it make if he stole the item initially, or for that matter, if he purchased the item? If at some point he swore falsely that he didn't, and then admitted that he did, that should make no difference. Ve'oid. And further, massive, we triangle this massive, rava. Here's another Tanaic source. This one goes for just about three lines. Maisa be chosid echad. It once happened with a very pious individual. Now, it take someone very special for the uh, Tanakh source called Machasid, that what did this Chassid do? Shalakach, I double and nine lakach. He purchased Mishnei B'nei Adam from one of two people. He had no idea, just didn't know, didn't remember which one of the, from which one of the two he, he purchased it and knows the money. So he came and like asked the rabbi what he should do. So when he came to Reb Tarfan, we boxed Reb Tarfan on Merloi, Reb Tarfan said, You know what you should do? It's $100, take the $100, like uh, leave it in between the two people who are claiming that it's theirs, and then you can go, and, and, and that's fine. Bali from Rabbi Akiva and Box Rabbi Akiva. The issue came before Rabbi Akiva. Amar and Rabbi Akiva said to this chassid, Nope, sorry, Charlie, you don't got any solution until you pay $100 to each and every one of them, in this case, each one of the two. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Now, again, the way that we were making this machlekes is where there was a shvua taken. If you're saying there was a shvua taken, and the guy basically lied and took a shvua to that extent, the previous brisa, we emphasize this, it described the guy as a chassid. Chassidim don't take uh, uh, false oaths. And if you're going to try to say to Mishnah of Ahadah HaVechasid, well, no, actually, he took the, uh, the Shvua, and then he really admitted he was lying, and then he became a Chassid. Well, that's also a bit difficult, because we know whenever in a Tanaic source it uses the term, this three-word uh, term, put that in a phrase marking, that it once happened with a particular Chassid, that, that that refers to one of two specific people. It's e, either Rabbi Yudim Bava, comma, O, or it's uh, Rabbi um, Rabbi Yehuda Rabaloi. In other words, one of the two famous Rabbi Yehudas who were basically pious from the time they were born. Rabbi Yehuda Barbava, Rabbi Yehuda Barbaloi, Chasidim de Mikarahavu. They weren't like Balei Teshuva. They never stole anything or uh, swore falsely. Ella, I squiggle under the Ella, La'ilam Rabtarfani. And I underline La'ilam Rabtarfani that really it is Reb Tarfin. In other words, our Mishnah is Rebbe Tarfin, and the Machlokas between Rebbe Tarfin and Rebbe Kiv is actually the opposite. It's where there was not a Shvua that was taken. Umod Reb Tarfin, Reb Tarfin agree, Hechati Yishtava, that where there was a Shvua taken, that you would have to give to uh, each one of the five people. My time, what's the reason? Damar Kra, because the Pasuk is very specific when a person wants to do uh, Teshuva, La'asher hu lo'i yitnenu b'yemesh masoi, that to the one who is rightfully theirs, it has to be given on the day of his um, um, getting his, uh, his forgiveness. 
Okay, and what would Rabbi Kiva say? Rabbi Kiva, question mark. Well, Rabbi Kiva would say, the truth is, even if there was no Shvua, Kanis will be a Kanas, they would have to give the money to each and every one of them. Semicolon. For Rabbi Tarfin, Michti, we're going back on the Mishnah, and the Mishnah had said very clearly, was the opening diuk that we made, that it's specifically in a case where there was a shvua taken, but where there wasn't a shvua taken, it doesn't apply, and we just said that was Reb Tarfan. well then Reb Tarfan, Michti, Hecha de Mishnava, where he uh, took a shvua, Lo Sagya Delay Hoida, it would not have been possible to teach that he was Maida, rather you have to say it was Maida, otherwise the case didn't even get off the ground. Well, if that's the case, it's where he was Maida, then why did he even have to take the Shvua? My area, uh, one word in right angles, Venishba, which is from the mission that we had on the flip page on the bottom, the other side of the Samud, Afil Belay Shvua, even if there's no Shvua taken, but he admitted that he owed it, according to Rabbi Tarfin, Nami, he would also have to pay each and every one of them, Desanya, like we see in the following Bryce, and this Bryce goes till the first line on Kuftalat Amadalev. Maidur of Tarfun, Tarfun would agree. But I'm where you have a fellow who said to two people, Gazalti Achar Mechemana, I stole a hundred from one of you, that I, I really don't know which one it was, that if each one of them is claiming that the hundred was stolen from them, Naisan Lazemana, Ulazemana, that he has to give each one of them a hundred. Why? Because he already admitted that. Forget about taking the, the shvul falsely. He already admitted it, and now he wants to like uh, fulfill his heavenly duties by paying both of them. Now, even though Basin is not going to be Mechaev, yeah, Basin, you know, if, if you ask Basin what his uh, baseline chiv would be, they'd say, take $100, put it between them, and then, like, uh, them, then let them fight over it. However, if he really wants to do the best thing here um, and get himself uh, like full-fledged tshuva, then uh, he would have to pay each and every one of them. Ella! So I squiggle under the Ella. And him, Yurtz Hashem. Next year, we'll pick up with the third approach to this issue. Adkan.